Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Clive Christopher is an investigative filmmaker and Arizona historian. You can find his films on Amazon Prime, Tubi, Roku, and most other streaming platforms. You can follow him on social media at Clive Christopher or at Byfields, B-Y-F-I-E-L-D-S. But yeah, no, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm a little exhausted. I'm not going to lie. Just, you know, I just finished a documentary yesterday, um, working on one, um, another one now. And I mean, I'm I'm cranking out documentaries about, you know, this last one was, uh, was about 20 days. So I'm cranking out two documentaries, about a documentary a month, you know what I mean? On top of interviews, I just did something with George Knapp uh, three weeks ago and then drove down to Yuma to interview a Hopi elder. So it, it's just been, these last three to four weeks have just been crazy. And, and it's still going, still going. I got uh, Daryl Sims flies into town on the 12th and I'm going to be doing a abduction filming, a, a abduction, um, like a hypnosis. Oh, wow. Okay. Do hypnosis and, or somebody went through abduction and then they're going to do the hypnosis and we're going to film that, and put that in a documentary. It's actually, he's a, a well-known individual. So, um, yeah, it's just, this is, this is going to be going on probably until about February before I can really just, take a chill and just kind of relax. Yeah. Sounds like it. It sounds like it, but it's good to be busy, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Daryl Sims, he is, uh, he's known as the, uh, alien hunter, but okay. he, he was, uh, he's on like history. He's been on the history channel, animal planet. Uh, but he was an ex CIA agent wow. who experienced, he's experienced abduction as a kid, but he, uh, walked he pretty much walked in his son's room and and walked in on an abduction uh, while he was working for the CIA so he then decided to leave the CIA and become the alien hunter full time yeah yeah that makes me nervous <laughs> yeah you know it some of these people that uh I've learned that, that when it comes to the realm of you know alien UFOs just topic paranormal activity um a lot of the people that are in the field who do it from a genuine place, they have a genuine experience that caused them to uh, really stop what they were doing and take on this this role of you know really trying to get answers and figure out what the hell is going on. I can understand that it's almost almost like a vigilante kind of like if something happens to your spouse or your you know your loved one or your kid. You kind of take on the, I will find, I will do everything I can to find out who did it, why they did it, and how I can fix them, so to speak. It absolutely does. Uh, even from, you know, I don't I don't have an abduction case that uh, extreme, uh, the where it involves my children and, and stuff like that. But even with seeing the Phoenix Lights, you know, it, you know, I was 15. And experiencing not only the physical sighting, but what took place afterwards um, is really the the start of where my UFO investigation kicks in. Um, 
and just being able to, because I'm a history major, I, you know, archaeology. So I got into that to give people uh, back their history and, and things like that, lost history and stuff. So I, I apply that to ufology in a sense to, you know, one of the questions I get right now is why me? Why am I, you know, why do I see them continuously and nobody else does? And being able to kind of shine light on that, not, you know, once I don't like to use the word expert, but being able to shine the word or the light onto why people are experiencing things or um, seeing things that not everybody else sees. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a good feeling. And, um, you know, just overall, it, these, these people, especially abductees and stuff like that, they can um, come to a safe space. And even if it's not the answers that they're looking for, they'll at least feel uh, some some level of comfort, uh, especially with the ones that aren't experiencing like uh, violent actions or they're always peaceful experiences because those are, you know, they're quite different from what you see in the movies and stuff like that. And and sometimes people see a movie and they take it literal. You know, that's how an experience is. And that's not the case. So, yeah, overall, it's, you know, it's a lot of, I like to say fun. It really is fun. Uh, just, you know, being in where I live and close to Vegas and New Mexico. and But it's just really fun, like, you know, people that call, you got questions, you've never met them, you don't know who the hell they are. And you can hear it in their voice, especially the keywords that they use. Um, when they're breaking down their experiences and it's like, oh yeah, you definitely, you saw something like, let's, yeah, let's talk. And then relationships are formed. And most of the time, uh, you know, one thing that really separates my success from uh, a lot of the people that are out there, quote unquote experts is I, I really do connect with the people and, you know, social media, you know, and instant messaging and stuff like that. They start sharing videos next, you know, we're on the phone three hours and, you know, we meet up, we hang out, we go night watch and, you know, do all kinds of stuff. So that that really helps me as a filmmaker and in, in growing this brand is is, you know, people are, are they know it's a safe space. You can reach out. Let's talk and, you know, share experiences. Tell me what you got. And if it's authentic, I'll try to provide answers. If it's if it's bullshit, I'll let you know. I'll let you know for sure if it's bullshit and just kind of. You'll see how it goes. Some people really get mad when they find out like their their yeah. video. It isn't what it's supposed to be or what they thought it was. And they want it to be so bad. And I get that. But, you know, those are the ones that really kind of like go overboard. And, you know, I don't want to say lose it. That may not be the right term. But they, like I said, they want it to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, kind of funny in a sense. But, yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird and fun uh, community. You know, I like I like to navigate in weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I have fun doing it. It it just uh you know. It sounds like it. But what's what's really cool and it's like this service that you're providing, uh, almost as a therapist in a way, because times when you mm -hmm. that no it seems like nobody else has ever had it happen to you. You feel so alone. And then you start to doubt yourself, like, am I crazy? Am I losing it? Did this really happen? So just even just like some other person going, no, it happened. I saw that too. It can be so real. Yeah. Yeah, I I I totally agree. Um, and that's one thing, like you said, am I losing it? Am I going crazy? And uh, the public 
your peers, the people that you talk to, because I, I remember five years ago, six years ago, where you, you know, I would have this conversation and, and people would look at you weird, um, you know, family members, you know, kind of laugh about it, you know, and uh, now some of those same people that, you know, laughed or that's not true. Or now they're sending me videos and asking questions. And that is like, that is the coolest thing uh, is that, that doubter, the skeptic. And now they're like, even when it's like Starlink, Elon Musk, they see something they're, they're It's letting me know that these folks are looking up now. You weren't doing that six years ago, but now you're on the back of the truck, you know, hanging out with your friends, a couple beers, and you're looking up and you, and then you're you're thinking of Clive and like, yo, let me message him and see what this is, you know? So yeah, that, like I said, in, in present day, it's, it's, it's just, and that's where the fun side, where I say it's fun is because of, you know, I got, you know, a lot of like close friends who just aren't believers. They weren't believers. And now, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's almost like a, uh, you know, like they're friends, obviously, but, it, you know, they kind of look at you like a your friend has become a, a celebrity in a sense, which is it's it's still weird. I'm not really grasping on to that. I don't know how to. But, you know, they they look at you, you know, like you are truly the expert. I don't like to use that title, but, you know, uh, I love it because they come to me and they're like, hey, man, you know, tell me about this or, you know, Travis Walton, have you met George Knapp, Bob Lazar? You know, what is it, you know? Yeah. So when they come in asking those questions, then you can see the the um you know the the seriousness in their eyes and then and the hearing it in their voice. It's it's pretty fucking cool. It's cool. It is cool. And it's funny because as you were saying that, I worked I worked in pharmacy for a long, long, long time. And I still get text messages. Hey, can I take this with that? And I'm like, do you understand my brain works in a specific way? If I don't need something anymore, I will forget it to an extent. I don't need to know what the generic for that is. I don't need to know what the interactions because I don't do that anymore. So I'm like, I'll keep enough basic knowledge to like treat my family. <laughs> so anybody else is on their own, but it's cool. You say, you, you know, you're not, I'm not an expert. You are knowledgeable. You're knowledgeable enough that people do come to you. We talked about bullshit videos and real. Uh, there's one going around now about a mall in Miami. These fake videos, these hoaxes or pranks or whatever you want to call them, how do how do they affect actual like your actual research? Is it a detriment? Like, does it take away any um, validity of your work? One thing that I will do uh, any story that comes across, uh, whether it's through a, a d direct message, I'm going to look into it. Uh, the one thing I don't like to do is is leave a stone unturned. Um, with that being said, I it's that Miami story. Um, I've talked to two officers in Miami. Both of them are not allowed to talk about it. Oh, the police presence at the mall. I don't think I've seen, let, let's just, let's look at some of these videos. Let's use this Miami thing for a, a great example. The police presence at that mall in the videos, and I'm going to have to look at some of these uh, 
mass shootings that have taken place. I don't think I've seen a police presence at any of the mass shootings that have been labeled mass shootings like we see the police presence in the Miami video. There's a, you're hearing reports of portals opening up, which I, two years ago, I would have chalked it off as BS until I started seeing local news stations reporting uh, on portals and things like that. So to hear these witnesses say that a portal opened up in the mall, it's not far-fetched because there's a similar story like that that happened here in Arizona. Now, it didn't involve aliens, but uh, there was a mall here called Metro Center. And there's this legend, local legend, that uh, there's some room down in the bottom. And, you know, there's strange stuff that happens. A portal opened up. Somebody jumped off the, it was a two-story mall, and there was an ice skating rink down below. I remember the story you know, when it actually happened, but somebody saw something, they got scared, ran, jumped, and and ended their life on this on this ice skating rink. So hearing a story in present day about a portal opening up in a mall, once again, it, it's this is Arizona, so we've heard these kind of things. Also, what the people are saying in the videos, they're saying they weren't aliens. They are giving the description of shadow beings with eyes. Coming back to Arizona, if you've ever visited reservations, if you know anything about Jinji, skinwalkers, uh, shadow people for that matter, uh, there's videos, there's, there's physical, who was it? It was a rapper, Prodigy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, one of them from Mob Deep mentioned uh, when the shadow people come. So there are people who have have talked about portals, shadow beings in the past, previous to what's happened in Miami now. And they all have the same story. Eight to 10 foot beings, shadows. Something happened at that mall. And I'm sorry to say this, but for a local reporter, any reports to come out saying that it was teenagers with sticks, that kind of, it, it just adds fuel to the fire because you're trying to um, make sense of using sticks. You know, these are these skinny beings. They're trying to say these teenagers were much taller because they had these sticks, but it, it it's not, it's, it just isn't working when you've got hundreds of people coming out saying the same exact thing. And then you got people that were up in these high rise apartments filming it. And, you know, there's some video that actually shows some difference in color. It's zoomed in. Can't really tell. But, you know, something like this Miami story, you have to look into it and it doesn't, it doesn't make it harder. Uh, you know, it, it's, looking at those fake videos that you see on like TikTok and, and Adobe After Effects is used. I don't want to say CGI because everybody's so quick to say it's CGI is CGI. They don't realize how expensive CGI is, you know, in real movies, CGI is expensive. And that's the, 
the cheap stuff. We're not talking about the stuff they're using in the Marvel movies and you know yeah. stuff like that, right? So uh, you know, it it you look at these fake videos on TikTok, and you know, I think they're cool, but I think it's a waste of talent because some of these videos on TikTok they're pretty damn good, and if you have that editing skills to create a minute video for TikTok for likes and reactions. Imagine what you can do with creating a sci-fi film, an hour and a half, and you know you could put it out there and, and people would probably think it's real. Because a lot of this stuff that's on social media, it's fake. It's created video, but it looks good. I mean, it looks really good. And, you know, so I don't, I, once again, I like to look at everything. And if it's BS, you know, it's BS and I move on from it. But at least I know I looked at it, I investigated, and it was BS. You know, I there's been times where I've interviewed people and I thought their story was BS, like in particular. There's one guy I interviewed about the Phoenix Lights, a Native American fella. He did the interview. He sounded a little drunk. And as an investigator, you know, um, the skepticism is already there and impaired and blah, blah, blah. And he, he told me, he said that, you know, the Phoenix Lights, man, they flew right over the 17 and I, I watched it. I, I never heard that. And I was here. I witnessed it. It was always on the eastern side, but I never heard that. And then last year, about four months ago, I speak with a very credible source who tells me the same exact thing in the same exact place. So when he told me that, I'm like, man, somebody reported this drunk, uh, you know, native fella. And, and I didn't believe him, but, you know, I've been thinking about that interview a lot ever since then. And that's a part of the reason why I, I, uh, I'll listen to you. I hear what you have to say. And you can, once again, there's just key words. There's key words that if you, if you witness the UFO, if you experience any, classification of close encounters and that's being close encounters of the first kind through the fifth kind. There's certain key words or certain things that people say or even don't want to say or have a hard time trying to say that lets you know what they experienced is uh, it's genuine and it, and it really happened. They may not be interpreting it right, but something truly happened to them for them to certain things, you know, certain phrases that they push out. And they don't even, like I said, it, it's genuine. They don't even know they're doing it. But as an investigator, you're like, mm -hmm. you got something real. That's, yeah. Do you think that's something uh, like a suppressed memory or like a, sublim like a subliminal suggestion that might have spread the word, I guess? For me? For, for the people that feel like they want to say something just a quick aside i read a book of oh god a bunch of years ago by dean Koontz, and it was a bunch of people that had witnessed ironically they had witnessed a ufo land but the government came in and like scrubbed their memories but months later in their regular life things started manifesting like uh this one doctor would go into a fugue state whenever she saw like a drain just because it reminded her of like being washed after, you know for contamination and things like that so i wondered like in real life if they have an experience, maybe their brain itself tries to suppress it or there's some sort of interference that is trying to suppress it. 
So when they're trying to like tell you something or they're trying to say something, that must be like so, so difficult for them to like break that, whatever it's called, brainwashing or brain block. Yeah. So, um, and, and to kind of clear that up for you. So, uh, somebody that has experienced something and like, for example, it sounds like whoever was experiencing that, that drain, they saw that drain. That sounds like abduction, which is close encounters of the fourth kind. And typically in, in abduction, uh, there is, from what I've learned from Daryl Sims, two things. There's always, there's always errors that, that occur. There's triggers, like you said. Uh, like in most abduction cases, people that have a fear of clowns typically have been abducted and they don't know it. Oh, crap. And, and, and like, because when you think about it, when you think of a clown, clowns really aren't, they're not meant to be scary. Now, through Hollywood, clowns have become scary, but we run a clown to cheer people up for a birthday party. Clowns are meant to be excitement and jokes and make you laugh and da 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 da, da and all this stuff. So, um, you know, people also who have a fear of clowns really can't remember where that fear came from, uh, where it originated, where it started. Uh, I've learned spiders. And this is all through Daryl Sims, who's, who is somebody that's put in years of investigative work. Um, but there are memories that are, are forced to you to make you feel like they're dreams, right? Okay. So most people, you know, I have this, this reoccurring dream uh, that happens every time, but that reoccurring dream really kicks into place to kind of keep you from not remembering that abduction experience. Uh, sometimes when people like the lady or the person you were talking about with the drain, during that abduction, the subject becomes conscious. And this is where you hear stories of like Travis Walton, for example, where he knew he was on the ship and he saw these beings. Uh, sometimes through abduction, people are allowed to remember a lot more. And they're even in memory, remember being a, a almost like guided an escort or even given a tour of the facility or the spacecraft or whatever. So uh, to, you know, answer your question, it, it, they're trying to, and this is why they go through hypnosis to fully remember. And I don't know, you know, how accurate hypnosis is, but, you know, there's credible cases of, along with documentation, including Travis Walton to where people were put under hypnosis. They were, you know, lie detectors and everything they remember happened. But for some reason, almost every abduction case, almost almost every UFO sighting, there's always a crash. There's always some sort of error that happens and people remember, people see it and them trying to remember that it's not that they want to get it out. They, they feel like a sense of of this this weight on my shoulders and uh it's just finding the right people because you know keep in mind it i mean it wasn't easy telling people about my experience with the ufos or uh, with the phoenix lights and the official report from the government was that they were flares and what they show you on the phoenix light every night or every anniversary those, that video probably was flares, probably was. And they used that video to 
tell the rest of the world that it was one event and you look at these lights and they could be flares. It's very possible. But they never mention the, the physical boomerang, the triangle craft that flew from Henderson, Nevada, pretty much to the to Mexico border. And then reports say that it, it flew back north. And, you know, through my investigation, it happened until two or three o'clock the following morning. But, you know, when it comes to that, people laughed. People were, oh, that's flares. It's it's not what you think it is. And then, you know, come to find out the government wants to push this narrative in this time frame to make everybody else forget about this. So what I'm getting at is it's almost like this abduction and then what happens and what the government tries to cover up. It's almost the same thing. It's almost two different entities or they could be the same entity with one common cause trying to make it what has happened just on different scales. And, um, you know, I have learned that, that our government has learned abduction techniques that will make you think you were abducted by, by aliens, uh, by a strange, violent, Force that just wanted to test you, and and you know we have that we have that capability and technology. I think they, I have to, I think it happened to, I think it was with Reagan. There were three world leaders that were going to come out and do a UFO disclosure, and one of them was with Reagan, two others, but um, Reagan may have been, but they talked about a the pretty much a stage a staged abduction that wow. that. Whole the 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 plans of this this disclosure and Reagan it was either Reagan or Bush one of the two I'm gonna have to look into it but um, yeah they halted the plans of that that disclosure and and they scared the the life out of these people so it can it can get crazy you know when it comes to like the the, the advancement in technology and secret programs the stuff that we do not know about. Uh, it always seems to be an error. Something always, something wrong always goes happen. Always happens, and people remember it. And that's kind of uh, it is not kind of. It's a, a common factor. Uh, interviewing, talking to people, people that just come to you and say, "Hey, look, I experienced this." Even with Daryl, uh, you know, he, he he talks about you know errors and things that just happen. And there's there if these beings are that much smarter than us, why isn't their technology to perfection? There's always these crashes. It's you know something's always going wrong in abduction. You know, it it's it just the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, but why is that? Why is why is there always these technical difficulties? <laughs> I wanted to say like maybe they're only human after all kind of you know what i mean like they're not infallible they're not perfect they're you, not perfect you said so much that i want to unpack but first i feel like you just like verify that i've been abducted because you talked about the clowns and you talked about recurring dreams let me just ask does sleep paralysis indicate anything <laughs> yes let's look at because i have isolated sleep paralysis right why well, I, I did and I learned certain methods on how to 
wake myself up. Uh, and um, yeah, so when you look at, you know, sleep paralysis, um, you're laying down, you're frozen stiff, your eyes are working, you can see the surrounding, but it looks different. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like you're in a, uh, are you familiar with uh like a <laughs> I would I would say a hologram but Minecraft like you know you you know the game Minecraft right so like let's say you you're playing this game Minecraft and you tried to design your room exactly how your room is in real life right it it almost feels like you're in this hologram simulated version of your living space and then there's this dark shadowy figure like they talked about in Miami Right. And, uh, you know, you're kind of frozen. You can see it. It takes some time and then you wake up. One of the things I've learned um, when it comes to isolated sleep paralysis is um, my uh, because you can see if you're able to target your eyes and and keep them open, like try to open them up, they'll begin the water. And you wake up. It it works for me all the time. I don't really experience it anymore, but um, that worked for me almost instantly. Uh, being able to feel that burn in my eyes and it just kind of brings you back. So yes, to answer your question, um, I feel that uh, that sleep paralysis, isolated sleep paralysis. I even talked to to Mr. Sims about this, but it is a a form of of abduction to where uh, you're consciously what Sims says, Daryl Sims, is that through abduction studies that he's noticed these beings, entities, ask about the soul but show images of the brain. Oh. So when you're sleeping, that's when the body can do like a conscious, conscious like light travel. Right. Where you're able to they call it astral travel, astral projection, remote viewing, all that stuff. I mean, it's most of the movies insidious, big 13 going on 30, uh, 17 going on, whatever. Any kind of movie you've seen where two people to switch bodies, that's astral projection. And that is it's a very real thing. And when your body, the vessel, when that energy travels away or goes a certain distance or even just leaves this 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 vessel the clinical spiritual side whatever uh these these forces are there uh to you know they they it's like they sense your ability and they're just waiting to to get you to kind of jump into your body i mean this is you know i know it sounds outrageous but this is this is i mean this this stuff is on the cia website that's the thing when it comes to astral projection you can go right on the cia website type in astral projection you can go to the foia the freedom of information act and it'll pull up the same information and they tell you how to do it that's the funny thing so to answer your question yes isolated sleep, sleep paralysis and isolated sleep paralysis those are forms of of they could be viewed as forms of abduction. And, you know, once again, you know, I hate to kind of, you know, but if you have uh, a fear of clowns, 
Do you remember where your fear of clowns like started? Yeah, see, like people like teddy bears is another one where people have, you know, something about teddy bears and clowns, like these things that are supposed to be meant as friendly gestures, right? Uh, it's not like Michael Myers where, you know, or Jason where he's just running through the woods killing people and then Jason, okay, that makes sense. But a clown, that makes zero sense at all. Uh, a teddy bear, you know, where people have waken up or they'll be in their room and somehow the, 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 the bear scares them or the teddy bear scare them or the cracked door. It's certain triggers that, and it always happens to people when they're younger, kids especially, because that, that, uh, conscious travel is much stronger than uh, we're not bound by the worries of the world or something. I don't know. But when we were younger, we had experiences, uh, paranormal, uh, whatever you want to call them. But we've had experiences that tend to slip away. But certain parts of them stick with us in our adult life. I did a story about an uh, a interview, actually, uh, somebody that was having reoccurring dreams. This one is a little different. He was having this reoccurring dream ever since he was a kid. He would visit this grassy field. There was a, a wooden fence that he would follow. He'd follow this wooden fence to eventually what would be a house. And he'd walk up to the house, walk up the stairs. You know, he would, you know, he was very vivid about hearing the sounds of the stairs. Uh, then going into the house, there was a family living there. Um, they never bothered him, never spoke to him, anything like that. Guy grows up, takes a trip to Ireland. In Ireland, uh, he was a uh, countryside, you know, a taxi cab, I'm assuming, comes across a grassy field, starts to get a weird feeling, uh, tells the guy to stop the car, he's walking in the grassy field, comes across this wooden fence that he sees in his dreams, follows the fence comes across the house, goes into the house, walks in the house and sees the people that are in the dream and the people don't say nothing to him at all. He That's walks cool. around the house and these people don't even acknowledge this man is in their house, okay? It isn't until he says something, he physically speaks and everybody freaks out. What's going on? They tell him, you've been visiting us. We thought you were a ghost. And you've been visiting us. We've been living here for years. Uh, you weren't, you know, flipping chairs and violent, shaking stuff and scaring people in the middle of the night. It wasn't a, a dark force. So they never, they never, they left it alone. He would just come visit here and there and leave. And after this experience, he never had to dream again. But what he learned that, he was he would conscious travel consciously you know astral travel to this location and uh you know he he feels in the story itself i'm like wow it could be true when it comes to like people who see ghosts or they see this white light and it disappears uh maybe that's just people who are sleeping who are able to uh astral travel to locations and places and and uh visit people who are in this physical form but they're visiting as as the life form, and you know once again everything you know as far as astral projection and and bodies just being a vessel and you know energy can't be created nor 
you know, destroyed all that stuff. All that stuff about astral projection is once again, it's on the CIA website. And I mean, when you look at the Hollywood movies, they've been talking about astral projection. They do it in Hollywood. But like I said, some of our favorite movies, you know, what women want is one of my favorite movies. Right. And, uh, you know, he was able to hear what everybody was consciously thinking. They, they put this stuff in film for us, you know, over and over and over again. I do want to take a moment and say everything you're talking about is basically it's like it's what do you call it? It's public. It's public knowledge. So we're yeah. not we're not uh, giving away any secrets. Uh, Big Brother that might be listening. This is just Clive and Pup. To, we're just having a <laughs> I don't want to get Bob Lazard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's the things that like, you know, uh, you can and cannot talk about. And, you know, learning, you know, living in Arizona, there's just so many things that you could put in a documentary. And, you know, here you guys go. This is this is what's happening. Uh, but you don't want to do that one because you know the powers that be could come and get you, but two. I've learned that in certain locations, certain things are meant for just the eye and the eye only. When I go and in, in go to some of these locations in Arizona, if I don't, when I didn't pull out the camera is when they really decided to put on a show. And, and about 85% of the stuff that people are seeing in the skies, authentic, it's 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 our technology. About eighty five percent of that is our technology. There's that fifteen percent that you know uh, you really got to dig into, and you just can't find answers. You got video and pictures, so on and so forth, but you just can't figure it out. Um, and that stuff it it needs to be further investigated. But with the technology that is in the sky, how can I put this? The planes like your Southwest, your Delta, so on and so forth. Those planes are easily 40, 50 years out of date, wow. right? That, that you know, I'm 42. I don't know how you how old you are, but the 737 came out when I was a teenager, right? Yeah. And repairing that technology versus the advanced programs that they have been working on and continue to work on. At some point, the planes that we're flying on now, very soon, will become obsolete because of the fact that there was nobody there in that field to repair certain components on those planes. So with that being said, there's all these new advanced programs, uh, applications that are being built um, pretty much in private aerospace, but of course, commercial as well. And uh, there are certain states that test that technology, right? And, uh, you know, when you don't film some of the new stuff, um, this is just my opinion. You know, I, I would hate to share something just for interactions and likes, and then it gets in the wrong hands over in some country that doesn't like us, and they've been trying to figure it out, and that video helps them figure it out. That's what, that's what would suck for me, right? Or for anybody. So... You know, if you're somebody that is going to watch this and maybe you live near Nellis Air Force Base or you live uh, 
you know, somewhere near Doce in New Mexico or even in Arizona, you know, some of these places that have a military presence, don't be so quick to whip out the camera and film, right? Sit back and really observe uh, because we grew up in an age where A-Team, MASH, G.I. Joe, these shows were really used as propaganda to get us as kids to join armed forces, first responders, police, things like that, right? Um, and the powers to be, they're our age and older, and they still believe in that, that motto. So they'll, when I say they'll put on a show for you, they'll put on a show for you. But, you know, sometimes you just got to shut up, you know, especially if you live in, in an area, like I said, Vegas and Arizona, some of the video and some of the locations that I know, I would never put that stuff, you know, one, it's, I love my state, but, you know, also I, I'm a fan of our military, you know, you know, government, eh, but the military, I, there's nobody out there that a military standpoint that it, that could just, they can't mess with us. They, that's just, you know, maybe on a, on the infrastructure, as far as like computer hacking software, stuff like that, that's a possibility, but military don't, don't think about it. That we have the, we have stuff that will end you and you won't even hear it coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, yeah, it, a lot of the stuff in the sky is military, but, that gap in in knowledge, uh, knowing, um, having an understanding, it's it's even even having the people and in, in building that infrastructure to repair the stuff that's out of date. It, there's just a huge huge gap there, and why that happened, why that occurred, I have no idea, no idea. It's kind of scary, but it, it just you know living in this state in Arizona. You see so much stuff based on military is doing that most people would think is a UFO. You know, most people would think they're here, they're coming. And this is why people that they 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 say the false flag and stuff like that, uh, you know, staging a UFO invasion and stuff. It's a real reality because they have a, a grasp and a concept of what our advanced programs are capable of. And, and yeah, so, you know, that, that, if you see something, it's, it's not always best to put it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe think before you post. Exactly. I, I've, and I'm speaking from a place in which uh, my first documentary, E.T. or Man Made, uh, I made that mistake. Right. I, I photographed something uh, August 8th at a Black Mountain uh, BMX of uh, uh, racetrack, and I posted it online. Sent it to Daryl. They did an investigation, and then four days later, the twelfth of August, from twenty fifteen, I go back to the same location, and a military helicopter circles thirteen times with a spotlight on, and uh, you know it's not always in that situation. You learn, I learned, if you get something, don't post it on the internet because you never know who's watching. You might expose an area that is 
truly hidden to the public and has always been hidden to the public. And uh, you know, it's just not a it's just not a good look. Um, even if you're not in the the field of like ufology and and trying to figure out you know certain things, you know, it's just you know you could really bring jobs at risk. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just so many things that that you can experience that uh, you know. I and in my field, especially like before the the documentaries and things. I did like corporate commercials and things like that. And, uh, you know, some of those corporate commercials I did was in the aerospace, private aerospace industry. And, you know, I'd go and be like, Hey, look, check this out. And they, you know, uh, well, what'd you do with that? You know, did you post it? And then you can lose a job because they learned you posted something when a lot of these jobs you're, you're sworn to secrecy. So like I've done some private aerospace video work and you're literally you're sworn to a secrecy agreement because you know you could talk about what's over here but you know what's in this door what you may see walking past this hallway you know you can't discuss it and that that is once again that is okay uh because there's a level of of integrity and and respect that these companies hold so you you've got to you got to live up to that you know so not everything has to be shared or it has to be posted on, on social media, especially. But I do want everybody to go watch Aliens Uncovered, The Lost Race. We didn't even get into Angels. We're going to have to have a part two. We're going to have to get into all of the the correlation and, and collaborations between uh, religion and, and you know, aliens. And there are the originations of the words. We're going to have to have part two. You're going to have to come back. I have your number. I have your email. We're going to do it. Yes. But, People can go watch the film. Actually, all six of your films are out on like Amazon, Tubi, everywhere, everywhere. Yes, uh, all six of them are on Amazon. Uh, all you have to do is type in Aliens Uncovered and all of them will come up. Three of them are on Tubi. I just found out last night. Two are on Roku channel. Uh, you can, I mean, you can pretty much watch them any and everywhere. I'm built in the LG, I'm built in the Vizio. TVs. I'm built into the Roku TV. I'm also on the Roku channel. Uh, 2B, Amazon Prime, Apple TV. You know, we're they're everywhere. So you can catch all six of them now. Chapter 7 comes out February. Less than a month, actually. Yay. Yeah, chapter 7 comes out February 6th. That one is called Aliens Uncovered. UFOs over Arizona the top five UFO crashes in Arizona, uh, the lost race. That one is out now. That one, you know, I make a, a historical connection. My, my mother was a, was a preacher and, and uh, you know, we use, some, I also travel to, uh, I don't know if you've watched like the second one or even the third one, but you know, I've traveled to some of the locations in the Bible. Um, but there is a, there is a very strong connection, possibility that what some of these beings are in the sky, they could be, I don't want to say fallen angels because they've lost that ability to maneuver in the heavens. But, uh, you know, we have guardian angels and we could very well be seeing uh, our guardian angels or the guardian angels of others. So we kind of hint at that in the lost race. 
and uh, we make the connection, of course, with with words. Um, we didn't call them aliens back then, just like, you know, we didn't call marijuana marijuana back then. It was called cannabis. So the use of words and, uh, you know, knowing what they were called and what they were referred to. Uh, so, yeah, the lost race, that one, that's a, that's an interesting one. That one, it's I've gotten feedback on it. It'll, it'll make you think for sure. And can people uh, follow you or the film on social media? Yes. So uh, Aliens Uncovered on TikTok. Um, my website is www.thealltales.com. Once again, that's www.thealltales.com. I'm on Instagram under the business name Byfields. And then if you want to follow me on Facebook, Clive Christopher, if you got any sightings, any uh, questions, any video you want to share. I, nobody's running my accounts. It's me. I'm not, I'm not that famous yet. So you reach <laughs> out, you're going to, you're going to talk to me. Awesome. Yes. I would love to see, um, more people like asking questions about it. And we just touched on tips of icebergs all over the place. So Clive, please come back and let's talk some more. Absolutely. You let me know and I'm there. I'm all yours. You let me know. Um, I appreciate you and what you're doing and, and, you know, everything is steadfast. And, and like I said, I definitely look forward to uh, talking with you again, coming on again and, you know, whatever topics you have, if you, you come across people that have their own experiences and things. All right. Thank you, Clive, so much. Have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. You have a blessed day. Bye-bye. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit oddimagination.org. A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N dot org. the poison pulling me she knows all about the drug i plagiarize all my apologies and they still want enough i know i know i know that i should let her go but i don't i don't i don't seem to be in control
I'm killing her.